right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Friday live show, U.S. Women's Open, No Laying Up podcast. Woof, woof. We are in the doghouse. Uh, the sun has just, just gone under uh, the cloud level. It was spectacular out here just moments ago. Uh, We're looking at Cypress Point, not we, the golf club. I mean, like, yes, the golf club, but the actual point. The point. We can't see the lone Cypress, which is... A little unfortunate, but just magnificent here. Jordan, have you ever seen anything so spectacular in your life? Never, never. This, this is this is my peak right now. Um, <laughs> the point is my peak. Uh, I yeah. thought your peak was last night when you pulled out the Hannah Montana uh, comp. It's tied. It's tied. That's really good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, we are in the doghouse, guys. It turned out to be. I, I think it's starting to feel like a, a proper U.S. Open. Um, it Andy, took, you've had a shit eating grin on your face since everybody started backing up. Exactly. It took us a little while to get there and we still have a few people that, that finished early today that haven't felt the full brunt, but just praying that wing keeps up tomorrow TC and they, uh, they give us another firm, difficult course setup. The, the course is firm. I'm really impressed with the condition of it. Like shots into eight and nine specifically. Um, ladies are landing it. 10, 15, 20 yards short, and they're bouncing up properly or bouncing over even. Yeah. Um, I think we were a sort of bill of goods with the with the wind. Didn't quite get the wind that not as much as we were told for. Yeah. And it looks like it's it's not going to be demonstrably different. But we're looking out at the Pacific right now, and the uh the clouds have finally burned off after the, a week of of marine layer yeah so honestly since i got here monday i hadn't seen blue sky over the sun so that's nice uh we're gonna get into it before we do again the doghouse wolf wolf shout out to our guy hugo from succession and this is made possible by our good friends at roback roback active where you all know how much we love roback we are beyond pumped to be rocking it here in pebble beach at the u.s open and it feels like, honestly, it feels like every tournament we go to, we see that subtle dog logo and the two stripes on the back. And if you go to a tournament, wear Roback. It's as simple as that. They have three products I want to talk to everyone about today. First, TC, the performance polos. They just hit different. Whether it's They hit hard. They, they hit hard. They hit different. Actually, they hit soft. Really soft. <laughs> Whether it's USA-themed designs, obviously fitting for this week, or their classic solids and stripes, these polos look clean. And they have four-way stretch, moisture-wicking fabric. The polos are made to get you through a warm summer day on the course. Second, the Roback's performance hoodies. Cody, Tron, myself are wearing those tonight. They're the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. If you want to be comfortable and relaxed on the course, wear a Roback hoodie. You guys know we can't take these things off. I've been literally, I've been wearing one all week. And I am going to continue wearing one all week. Multiple ones. Multiple. I know. Animal on yesterday. I know. Jordan's showing off uh, the third, the Roback Q-Zip, and they're a game changer. Nothing beats rocking a Roback Q-Zip for an early round of golf. Soft, stretchy, comfortable. 
honestly, you're not going to want to take them off. I, I don't know if people are sensing a pattern here. You just don't want to take these things off. So right now, if you don't, if you haven't experienced Roback yet, I urge you to check it out, whether for yourself, a friend, a spouse, a partner, go to Roback.com. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. Use code N-L-U for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And that's 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and more with code N-L-U. The summer is calling, so make sure to check them out now. Randy, we told him we wanted to do this. We told him we wanted to come out here, cover the U.S. Women's Open, do it right. And they said, How can we they, help? How can we support you? And looking ahead at, at U.S. Women's Open 2024 at Lancaster, looking ahead, we met Steve from Aaron Hills today. They're having the 2025 U.S. Women's Open. And I will transition that into venues matter, right? Yes. We don't have a, what, is necessarily a spectacular leaderboard as of yet. There's some interesting stuff going on, uh, which we will get to. And Jordan will kind of brief us a little bit more on some, some more interesting names, but um, man, it's like venues matter. And I think we've got a great venue this week and we've got good venues upcoming for the foreseeable future for the U S women's. I was going to say 2026 Riviera. Yeah. Can't wait to see the women there. I saw NBC Sports PR. My good, good friends at NBC Sports PR were tweeting they the the first round Thursday was the most watched first round since Pinehurst 2014. It's like it's not that hard of a formula. Venues, good coverage windows. Invest in the product. Like making a little bit of an effort with coverage. Yeah. Um, before we get into today's action... We have something very serious to talk about, guys. Uh, Codeman, if you will, I'd like to... Uh, Is it mea culpa time? Yeah. What did you do? What are we queuing up? We need to go over my 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 excellent Bailey Tardy ah, yes, prediction from, How from yesterday. Let's, uh, let's, let's roll the tape. What about Bailey Tardy? I... <laughs> And she like I'm I'm trying to shout out an American woman because there's not a whole lot of yeah positives to pull from what transpired today with the American women yeah uh, as we were we were kind of putting them on the spot on our preview so and- she's not I mean she's been around for a while um, I believe she graduated in 2016 I want to say this is her fourth U.S. Open she's never made a cut before this. Doesn't feel all that sustainable. I apologize. I was going to say, I apologize to the Tardy family. I know they're probably listening right now. I'm not sure we need to worry much about her. That's the tournament. Okay. But, but not a great day for me. That's some, we're going to talk about that more this week. Randy. Ladies and gentlemen, your round two leader, Bailey Tardy, in at seven under, four under today. Where's where's my camera? Right here. Do you have anything that you want to say? I do. I want to player in the field. She's 60s both days. (laughs) I want to address this to Bailey Tardy, to Bailey Tardy's family, to Bailey Tardy's dog. Sincerely, sincerely, I'm sorry. I doubted you. And TC tried to save me for myself. I think we have somebody trying to be an E. Oh, it's KVV. It's going to get really dark. I'll be back, Chef. Cody, go on. You're not done with this. No, no, no. 
Turn the I, lights on when you're when you're over there too. It's gonna get really dark as the sun goes down. Bailey, listen, Bailey was first off this morning. I was a sleepy boy this morning. I woke up at You're about every morning. 8.20. She was already 90 minutes, 80 minutes into a round. I, I wake up, I pull up the, the leaderboard, and I see that she's eight under. And you want to talk about just a tough way to start the day. Oh, I was like, oh God, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be tasting it Shot today. 31 on her first nine. Yeah, yeah. Goes out in 31, uh, comes in 37, but uh, a 68 today to follow up her 69 yesterday. She sits alone in the lead, too clear of Allison Corpus and Hugh Joe Kim. And again, truly. I am sorry to Bailey Tardy. I don't know if that was motivation. I'm I'm happy to serve as motivation for her. I do want to say though, we have a lot of golf tournament left, and some would say we're not we'll even see. halfway done. I know. You know, we're maybe forty percent of the way done. We got to wait the back end. What do you think, Jordan? What's your what's your read on Bailey Tardy thus far? My read on Bailey Tardy is that she's hungry. She's ready. She's spent enough time on the Epson tour. She's been waiting for something like this. And I admittedly, I totally understood where you were coming from, Randy. I really was like, Hmm, well, we'll see. And clearly she, she was still hungry today. I mean, she's first in strokes gained approach. Like girl is not playing. She wants a U.S. Women's Open. Matt every texted me this morning. He sees Scott Hamilton, same. They share an instructor, and he's like, "Dude, like Bailey Tardy, like real golfer, like not going away. Like she's gonna go down fighting." Ever he still uses an instructor? Yeah, I mean, what, he's still. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, he plays. He plays the Island Tour. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it was a phenomenal round. That's that's all I can say. T or uh, Randy woke up absolutely shook. KVV's in the background. Messing up the shot. Get up here on the couch if you're going to join. I'll move back into producer mode. You got to come around here. Well, let me. I, I didn't here. have. I didn't have just good facts on my disposal disposal yesterday She's about Bailey Tardy. Like right down the street from where my parents live. That's what I was going to say. If if I could uh, regale you guys with some facts about Bailey Tardy. There's a, there's a beer there. If you want one. TC. People mm-hmm. are saying she grew up in your in your backyard. She did. Yeah. Uh, kind of the side yard. Norcross, uh, a little bit east of Sandy Springs, Dunwoody area. She went to, uh, she is a dog. She's showing that dog. We are in the dog house. You know, those lot of things converging this week. She was, she went to the University of Georgia. Uh, her freshman season, she was named SEC freshman of the year. She was named SEC first team. She was named Women's Golf Coach Association first team All-American. I don't think it's ever been a talent issue. No. From what I'm hearing. It sounds like it's it's a consistency and a wanted issue. Lauren, our, our young hitter, Lauren Coglin, texted me this morning. She, she was laughing. She's like, oh, my God, Randy, I'm so sorry for you. Uh, but she, she said, said you were tardy to the party. She, she did say I was tardy <laughs> to the party. And she also said, uh, quote, Bailey's a flusher. Like, Ooh. but then made sure to say, like, like, like flusher, like flusher. certified, like, like capitalized flusher. Um, so that that backs up what every said, which leads me to say. You know, she she turned pro after 2018 season in college, and she's been on the Epson tour. I mean, this is her rookie year on the LPGA tour. So, talking to some folks out here that kind of know the story, it sounds like talent's never been the issue. It's been a bit more about just dedicating herself to playing her best golf. And 
she had several near misses on the Epson tour. For instance, 2020, uh, the COVID affected season, she finished six in the race. However, they only handed out five cards. She missed by $343. Five cards is not very many. Cards. Anytime you miss by an amount that conceivably somebody could pull out of their wallet at any given moment that's tough especially phil if he's got that false bottom in his golf bag (laughs) to put that in perspective like there's there's about i would say there's 25 to 30 guys that make it from the corn ferry tour every year in the regular season and then there's another 25 you know that like shuffle up and probably probably 12 that make it off of that and then another 12 are coming up off of the pga tour but it's like there's there's 40 guys off off the Corn Ferry Tour that make it to the PGA Tour every year. LPGA Tour cards are like low-key, extremely hard to get. It's like they a are. senior yeah. tour card. 2021, she finished 12th in the race f- for the card. Uh, they awarded 10, so she missed by a little under $7,000 in the season-long money race. And then last year, she finished 11th. Again, they awarded 10 cards. She missed by under $2,000. But... She went to Q series. She earned her card. Here she is on the on the LPGA, and honestly, there's like been nothing to indicate this was coming. She's she she's made four out of ten cuts coming into this week. She's currently 127th on the season long race for the CME Globe. That's why I'm like, girl, all power to you. You know, go shoot another couple 68s for anybody. Like this would legitimately be life-defining, career-defining. Like this would be a gigantic, gigantic win for Bailey Tardy. She said she was looking for other jobs. I was like, she was when their down points. She was basically like, all right, golf is not going to work out for me. Like I got to figure out what next is life. That's a pretty like rock bottom moment. I'll yeah. tell you what, it it if if she goes on to win, which I know we're like forty percent of the way done, but if she goes on to win, feels a lot like Wyndham Clark. Right where you you know like, I mean le- a little bit less a little bit less in yeah. the resume but similar profile as a player yeah 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 right. Jordan mentioned her shots gain approach stats this week are like so head and shoulders clear of the most of the field uh, and it looks like through two rounds like if you want to see where the players are playing TC it's in shots gained approach um, small greens man. So, yeah, I mean, Bailey Tardy, uh, good on you. I apologize. Can't wait to see what we have in store this weekend. Are you buying or selling? I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely selling. That's a still, I'm still the right play. Wow. Jordan, are you buying or selling? Sorry, Bailey, I'm selling. Oh. What about you? Buying? You know what? I'll bet. Look, we were just talking about uh, how – if a woman could come along and just hit it really far and like figure out the rest of it, that they could have a huge advantage and maybe, you know, she's the test case. For yeah, that. You know, sometimes that happens in the men's game, right? Where someone who just absolutely bombs, it's like, I, I don't think she absolutely bonds it. Right. Not by her driving distance. That's this week. I thought Lauren was saying that she bombs it. I think she, she flushes it. Flushes it. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I'd like to apologize then. They're yeah. kind of related, but they're different. <laughs> uh, I'm holding. Okay. I'm going to hold. That's fence sitting. You know, but <laughs> that's <laughs> in the vision fund. We're in a good spot this weekend. We're not trying to take any big losses. We're not, you know, like we, we've got it. We like our portfolio. We're not trying to add to it, but I'm not trying to create any big liabilities either. Should Cody be our tiebreaker here? Yeah. Maybe Cody you know, buying or selling. Cody's going to buy. I guarantee it. Buy. Told you. <laughs> Anybody that's a flusher, Cody's going to buy. 
<laughs> you guys know how hard it is to like sit on a 36 hole lead like this. Like Inch, we saw it with Leona no, at Baltusrol. It's very hard. <laughs> I mean, take it from me. Yeah. This is tough. Yeah. Of course. Hopefully the wind blows tomorrow and she gets the full test. And she didn't get much of it today. Again, she went out at 7 a.m. Well, the other thing is like nobody's like breathing down her neck. I mean, you've got next up is Allison Corpus, who's two shots behind, who played a really, really good round of golf today, two under par 70. Um, Who's, you know, you got her and you got Hugo Kim, who's a complete flusher. I'm buying, 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 buying. I'm, I'm, I'm taking out loans to buy as much stock as possible. Okay. But it's not like we've got Nelly or Brooke or, you or, know, let's, or Minji Lee or, you know. Can we, could Jordan, could you give us a little insight into Allison Carpus? Cause I don't know a lot about her. I know that you do. You're going to be writing something for us about her. Like, give me some insight into what Allison's background is, her sort of skill level. Like, I, I know she was, she broke one of like Michelle Wee's records of like one of the youngest people that qualify for the USAM or something. Like, Give us a little bit of insight into her. Yeah, so that record was breaking Michelle Wee's record for being the youngest person to qualify for the Publix. Publix okay. uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how, I believe that's how her... She's from Hawaii, correct? She is from Hawaii, correct. Uh, Shout out, Mr. P. <laughs> um, Do check some birth certificates in Hawaii? Like, maybe they're just like, you know, kids, they're not like registering them, but they're like four years old and saying that they're, you know, Maybe maybe Hawaii just opened up the portal earlier, you know, and it's just high school. It's like, you know, Punahou and whoever those other high schools are just hoovering up golf town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, <laughs> are you guys done? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. No, no. Um, oh, yeah. So Allison, uh, native of Hawaii, has uh, had an incredibly talented junior career, amateur career. Um, she is just an incredible ball striker, uh, always has been, uh, I started following her a little more closely when she was towards her, the end of her amateur career. Um, but she gets recruited to USC, plays five years at USC. Um, she was five years, five years. She fought on, but she did fight on. She fought on. It's been Um, a good program dynamic, huh, Cody? (laughs) He's no commenting. I did did text with coach Silverstein. Justin Silverstein earlier, he said this course was tailor-made for her. Yep, Mm. yep. And she's never played here before. Really? Yeah, this was her first time. But, yeah, she mentioned that today. I mean, I asked her, I'm like, you've got to feel really comfortable on these grasses. And she's like, yeah, this is like back home. This is like a lot of what we played when I was in college. Like, this is, you know, all things considered, she's feeling really good. Um, And so, anyway, yeah, she gets to college. She's not really feeling – she's a little little quiet, wasn't really feeling that much conviction in her game. But she progresses. She's pretty much, you know, a reliable person on the team. Uh, Gets into – gets into, like, the end of her college career, fourth year, and kind of thinking, I'm not sure if I want to turn professional. I'm not sure if this is what I want to do. Um, But she kind of gets to this – she approaches this place – she told me earlier, she was like, I figured I could always decide to drop the clubs, but it'd be harder to pick them back up. Mm-hmm. So goes for a fifth year, uh, gets a degree. I believe it was in engineering. Wow. Um, mm. Takes her fifth year, um, goes to Q school, gets her card on her first try. Um, and yeah, her first season on the LPGA, she and she played, played, played all right. Uh, and it made it to CME um maintained her status which um, is a huge i mean that's top 60. top 60 yeah that's yeah. that's nothing to sneeze at yeah yeah 
she it, all things considered good she seems here. like very much a player that's like greater than some of her parts like i so i watched her i followed her at um anwa a few years ago i gotta say i don't love the action i don't love no it's like it's not like kind of, it's almost like web simpsony yeah a little bit like, like a little bit of she knows how to get the ball in the hole and uh, that's a great way to describe it <laughs> kind of kind of kind of sandlot pull yeah. it pull it up yeah. <laughs> pull it up um but my mom and I followed her at, at Anwa a couple of years ago. It was it was me and Coach Silverstein and Lynn Swan and my mom. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, sure. and I remember being like, I was like, who is like who is this? Like, and he was like, oh, she's like she's brilliant. She's great. Like she just knows how to get the ball in the hole. Like it doesn't doesn't really look like anything when you have flashier players. But man, like it's just she's a delight to coach, and and you know she keeps to herself and just does the work. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that that about sums it up. She keeps her head down. She's uh but she's incredibly intelligent, just yeah. really well spoken. Um not afraid to say what's on her mind when she does speak. It is almost it, it it's always super insightful. Um her caddy, fun fact, is named Jay Monahan. The Jay Monahan who is married <laughs> to Jennifer Cupshow. Uh, Allison told me earlier that uh, That's a Jay Monahan news. Today. This Jay Monahan <laughs> had to change his Big Twitter day handle for Jay Monahan's. He had to change his Twitter handle because he, he was, was getting, getting bombarded. Yep, yep. Wow. So what about tough. China? Right? Shame, shame on you! All you people are going after the wrong Jay Monahan. Wrong Jay Monahan. Uh, Can you imagine him right now? Why do I need to change my Twitter handle? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allison, only two two bogeys all week so far. She bogeyed uh, eleven today. Which, you know, kind of a finicky little hole, and then she bogeyed seven on Thursday. Hmm. Which two bogeys? US Open. Yeah, so two bogeys, and she's made uh, seven birdies. Yeah, I actually sorry, three three bogeys. She bogeyed eighteen today too. Yeah, that miss putt on eleven was pretty close. Um, yeah, but all things considered, I mean, I watched her back nine today, and she was a little bit shaky off the tee uh, on thirteen. She mm-hmm. she missed left she said she kept hitting right and she was like okay i'm gonna go toward left of the fairway ends up in the bunker and then she ends up saving par later she stuck it to like five feet with her wedge um and saved for par but you were seeing a lot of stuff like that from her i mean her she she was making a lot of greens towards the end of her round she kind of missed some but made some really brilliant chips uh overall a lot of her course management a lot of that iq is coming in she's not leading on her caddy too much i feel like they're usually pretty much on the same page uh, yeah, I just saw a lot of really smart, patient golf from her today, and I really think she could be a total factor. And I know you haven't asked if we're buying or selling just yet, but I'm totally buying. I am too. I, Fourth in stroke scanned approach. Like, I, she may not win, but she's going to be in like the top six. I'm I'm buying too, and I I I think the the approach play is great. Randy Bailey's all world approach, yes. Where I really like Allison is she had great experience this year at the Chevron. She was, she finished, she ended up tied for fourth, but she was in it uh, through most of the tournament. She's, she's kind of been in this moment a little bit. She's had a taste for it and it doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like she should get overwhelmed by trying to close and, and play well on a weekend at a major. So if, for those reasons, I am buying. And she's not going to get shook if she misses a couple fairways here and there. She's 96th and strokes a hand off the tee. Like it is what it is. Yeah. She's she's one one question I have stats wise. 
Where does it cease being strokes gained approach and start being strokes gained around the green? Like, what's the dividing line? What's the delineation there? That's a great Any question. idea? I'll, t- I'll tweet at Mark Brody now and see if <laughs> he'll want to Because probably it, sh- it should differ based upon different courses and different grasses and yep. different, you know, setups, right? Would it be after your... We're going to quickly derail this pod, but you know, your, your approach shot is defined as like, if it's a par like four, regulation. it's your second shot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Par five, your third shot. But what about if you punch out or, you know, I don't know. Um, we'll find, we'll, we'll effort answers yeah. for that. The, the third player up there, TC mentioned she's, she's got predatory tendencies. She's, she's a supreme player. She's a top 10 talent in the world. Huge. You Kim, her, her, uh, her folks are on a, a top notch uh Korean beef restaurant in really? Gwangju. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cody. I mean Yeah, it's the best. We so, when we were there in uh Korea for BMW Ladies International, I think we we ate there once. We wanted to go back a second and a third time. It was phenomenal. Her dad <laughs> runs the tightest operation <laughs> and the the restaurant is like super clean, new. It was it was an awesome experience. But there's literally like a shrine in there of her. It's, yeah. it's awesome. We got like the first clubs that she played with for her first pr- professional orange win. jacket. Yeah, the orange jacket. Like she it, won. it was so cool. And, uh, you know, simulator golf, everything. Screen golf's huge in Korea. Golf Zone is like the big company. She had a golf Zone next door that they also owned. Then on the other side of it, they had this like amazing coffee shop yeah. with, and bakery and everything. Cool. It was like their own little family's area. That's where she grew up. That's where she goes back and stays and, and practices out of the club that the event was at. But it was really cool and top-notch Korean barbecue that I still think about to this day. Well, it's wow. the kind of place where you you sit down at the table and they've got the you know the grill there on the table, and then you have to go walk up to the front counter to go pick out the meat that you want. And it's it's almost like walking up to a, a butcher shop and you're like, hey, I want that, and then they bring that. Pieces just, of meat over. I'm just imagine and you they two cut it up with scissors. Oh, we sat there for like four hours. We crush it. I think pun, pun intended. We in, kept in saying, hog heaven. Well, we kept saying like more, more meat, please, more meat. The dad was like, "Why? Like, why are you? What do you mean? <laughs> we ate so much protein, and like for them, you know, it, it, they were like, what about the kimchi? And we ate tons of kimchi, and we ate all the other stuff too. And the guy just, he, her dad just kept looking at us like, I cannot believe you guys are eat, ordering more <laughs> meat right now. That good man, and like I think the entire tour ate there at one one point or another during the week. But she's she's delightful. She always plays with like this kind of dogged determination, this intensity. Like she's always got the hater blockers on. Yeah. Um. But also like she's she's got a really good rapport with her caddy as well. And it's I don't know. I just I enjoy watching her play because she's got an exceptionally fearless golf swing. And I, like I think it's one of the best golf swings in the world over the last three or four years. Well, I mean, just some biographical information. 27 years old, uh, won the 2014 Evian, technically a major, you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, 14-time winner on the Korean LPGA, five-time winner on the LPGA. And where I think this is interesting, she's been around a lot of majors. She's got seven top tens in her last 16 majors. No wins since Evian in 2014. Um, I think so, she's kind of figuring out how to close. Well, that's 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 it. And I think the the one thing, and I'm curious, I want to ask you guys. So we talked about Bailey. Her her shots gained approach is 
astronomical, plus 4.58 through two rounds. Next closest is 3.7. Uh, Allison Corpus 3.62. Huju Kim's going at it a little differently. And my question is, I know we give Solly a lot of grief for the putting, and is it sustainable? That's where Huju's really making hay. Which She's, isn't normally her deal, I don't think. And and I guess that's what I come back to. She's plus 2.9 strokes gain putting through two rounds. On these greens... I'm like, can can you Feels hold like that for four days? Is it just an anomaly and she's going to regress some? But it's one thing if like, you know, it's like Tommy Fleetwood putting really well and you're like, oh, well, he's a really good iron player. He's going to hit his irons better over the weekend, right? That's how I feel with her. Uh, Wolfie just texted me. He said, strokes gained around the greens is everything inside of 30 yards. Oh, okay. Regardless okay. of where. Professor Wolfie. Thank you, Thank Professor you. Wolfie. If only we could get a uh, answer to the question of when does the Evian become a major? <laughs> you know, when no. is it not a major? When is it a major? That's Tr- truly, a major I think when inside it, of 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when it helps your argument, it can be a, you know, you just use it however you need it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Annika could use that this afternoon. Talking about helping we'll, argument. We'll, we'll get to Annika. Okay. So that's, that, that's your trio that's kind of, they, they all played late thursday early friday and i think as as we saw this afternoon that was a little bit of an advantage things got tougher this afternoon i think we looked for like this massive like all right the the switch is going to get flipped on and we're going to see carnage and it just kind of got it's like a gas steady yeah it was like yeah it was like putting a lobster into boiling water (laughs) versus And it was like nobody realized that like we were actually there's only six players under par, which we like. <laughs> Love to see it. We liked. Oh, yeah. And you know, and and I'll be honest, hand up, I don't know anything about Hey Hey Ron Rue. She's got game. Yeah. She's a rookie. Yeah. Um I I admittedly don't know like a ton about her, except I don't think it's a fluke that she's in this position. Uh, she hasn't really been in this position stateside, so it's like we'll see over the next couple of days. But it's it's somebody that she's proper. She's a proper player. And I put a lot more stock in the Korean LPGA than I do in the Japan LPGA. Absolutely. Yeah. Randy's girl, Mama Sita. Well, they because they got corruption operations and underground apartments and everything. It's a legit legit organization if they're able to get through that stuff i mean we got we got yamashita aka mamacita <laughs> was bad. hoovering up i mean what 15 <laughs> wins over there she's nine since last may on the jlpga and, and you know and i watched her for a lot of two rounds because she was playing with huju kim and madeline zach not passing the eye test no no she's 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 small she's she's 4-11. I was worried if she hit the trench bunker on two, she wasn't going to be able to get out physically. So, Solly would call her a manipulator. Like we yeah. just live down there, like just hang out, start a family, whatever. Yeah. We could. And trench bunker on two, and then, and then in front of the left bunkers on three, down in that little ravine there, too. I, I will say an interesting tidbit on Heyron Rue. Uh, she was not yet an LPGA member, but she played at that Champions US Open and finished yeah. tied for 13th in Houston in 2020. That was kind of you had to be, you know, like dormant Bermuda. Yeah. Uh, kind of cold, kind of weird time of year. 
Like you had to kind of summon something for that event, right? right. She's 22. So anyway, I we'll see. It's it's truly like I, I think we'll all find out together this weekend on her. But she did play early Thursday, late Friday, and she's kind of the anomaly amongst the the people so that are under par. So we gotta lump her in with the the top three versus the rest of the field almost, right? And I, which I think this kind of becomes your music, TC. If we want to start letting you cook. You, you are you are literally gonna you you were prepping dinner before the live show. You're you're gonna cook in the kitchen yeah. after the live show. But I want you to cook now and take us down the leaderboard. Yeah, a we got bit. a nice tri tip, a prime tri tip, uh, on the menu tonight. We got some some Vietnamese, some nam chok cabbage, and then a, a uh, Jordan. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's like Can a you? it's like a I don't know what it is, but it sounds good. Sauce. <laughs> Can you show off your slippers at some point too? Because your slippers are divine. <laughs> oh, I, got, sorry. I got my United <laughs> Polaris. <laughs> Jesus, this is incredible. Uh, Leona McGuire, T five. We got Leona and NASA at, at minus one. It's a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean Leona. I think I would. I would. I don't think she would be offended if I said she shit down her leg. Can I? Can I make a bullish case on Leona? I think I think most anytime anybody wins a major, they're gonna have a, a nine hole stretch so, that is yeah. not good. And I'm with you, Randy, she obviously her her second nine today. She played in forty, not good. But as the afternoon went on, I mean, hell, she's tied for fifth. She doesn't have many people ahead of her. And I think I like her a lot more in this position than I do you know, leading or near the lead at all four rounds as we saw at Baltus Raw. I think she's definitely a better chaser and she's, you know, she's, she had a great, I mean, she was like, God, it was like, oh my God, it's happening before our very eyes. She goes off early. She goes up like 838 this morning. Pars her first seven holes. Birdie's 17, which is like very tough, tough hole yeah. for the ladies. Birdie's 18 and then makes the turn and you're like, man, we got, we got, Two is a birdie hole, three kind of a birdie hole, uh, six, seven. Like there's like you're running down early before the weather starts, and she bogeys one, she bogeys two, she bogeys three. I left the media center, like watched her on three, and then watched her on four. And I'm like, oh, I like I need to get out of here for her sake. <laughs> she steadies the ship. She bogeys five, steadies the ship on six, birdies that, pars seven, pars eight, bogeys nine. And she's still right there in the mix. She's like she's yeah. she's bogeyed what five of her last nine holes, and she's probably like Cody. Will you pull up the odds at some point? Like she's probably right there as far as the odds go. She's got to be top two or three favorites. Yeah. Right now. So I don't know. I'm I'm buying on Leona. What say you, Jordan? I'm buying on Leona. I mean, like we said, like she is a chaser. This is this is the kind of thing that she lives for. And I remember being at CME last year and her chasing down Lydia and just how gutted she was that it didn't happen. And I I think this is a, a moment she's been waiting for for a while. And let me just say that the the leaderboard, if you don't like the top four, it, it starts to get really good at at minus one and all the way through like two over three like there is not even don't like the top four you're just not, not super familiar no. yeah. yeah yeah i'm with you all right and then we got nasa mm -hmm. who nasa seems to be always there and, and can i 
I mean, I don't know NASA. I have nothing against NASA. She just doesn't quite do it for me. Like, I respect. She, she's obviously good. Like you said, she's kind of always there. She's one. Like, but... Randy's not trying to go to Mars. He thinks the space program is, is a waste of money. Like, yeah, I'm just not. He's disregarding all the technologies that, that, that are derived from the space program. Uh, Kevlar, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff. I, I'm a, a little later on. I'm going to ask you guys the worst case scenario winner, and, and not NASA is not my worst case scenario winner, but she's certainly closer to that than best case scenario winner. My daughter had a real Skip Bayless take today. She's like, I don't think NASA's tall enough to win. Mm. I was like, Oh, that's, that's Maybe, tough. For she, someone, should, she needs to avoid that trench bunker on too. Yeah. She is a heightest. Uh, someone who's a four eight. Tough, <laughs> tough to be slagging the other, you know, not very tall people. I'd be careful because I heard this is a great course fit for NASA. Okay. I didn't see too much of her today, but I heard it was a great course fit. So you I think what? she's gonna hang it's around. It's clear out now. The stars are gonna be out tonight. NASA's <sighs> gonna be inspired. And then we got GI Shin next. I'll be hand up. I need to do a better job. I don't know anything about. No, that's yeah, a moment. Well, we'll see how she yeah. plays tomorrow, but yeah, we'll come back with some stuff if we need to. And then I'm going to try to channel my Grant Boone here, Ayaka Furue. TC, literally, TC's been saying that on and off. It's such a fun week. name. It is such a fun name. And you did a great well job the, there. That's pretty well in the match play. Shot 70, this, yeah. shot 70 today. Impressive. Kind of one of the few, like, didn't go out and get it in round one and then rebounded in round two. There wasn't a whole lot of those out there. She's someone, again, pretty slight build. Like, if the wind really does blow tomorrow, like, I'm, I'm being a little funny, but also, like, how, like how is someone like yeah. that going to stand up and winds around here? Not but just, also, like, physically, like, but, like, how she hits greens, it. She's, yeah. like, she's exceptional. At, I, yeah. I mean, stats-wise, she's, like, that's, that. so that's the thing. Stats-wise, strokes gain putting, first in the field, plus four. Uh, yeah you know like totally even strokes gained off the tee but you know and like not even chipping that well she's just putting her ass off but i feel like that's her thing she always puts her ass yeah yeah so, again thank you to cisco usga shot link like having that context <laughs> here is we'd have no idea awesome no yeah. idea and granted like we don't have the repository to draw on but right it, we right. gotta start somewhere right yeah uh ng chun T7, she's she's also at even. Watched a lot of her today. I was going to yeah? say, she had, I don't know if we call it a tough draw maybe, playing with Michelle and Annika, just a lot of attention, a lot of, you know, I, I, a lot I of feel Mike like. McGee. Great, <laughs> great chat today is basically, it was, it was uh, I don't want to say who told me this, but it was basically, she said, it was like the USGA looked down the list and was like, all right, who is the nicest past champion <laughs> who can handle can this? put up with this crap? Because <laughs> yeah. we got two people we need to honor. They are very different. They're not exactly buds. Uh, who can be our third person here who will just be calm and, and won't say no to this? It's like, who are you going to pair with Blocky and Rory? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you got to throw like an Adam Scott in there, or someone who's just a nice bloke. Uh, yeah. That was Indy Chun. She's, I'll tell you what, she had one like really bad, uh, she, she on eight, dumped it way down in the, in the canyon. It's a big debate about whether she needed to go back and, and hit another from the other side. It seemed like there were a few decided, of those in that group. Yeah, decided to play. We'll get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> decided to play. Hit an amazing shot up there, but then three-putted and made double. 
was like, if she hadn't had that, man, she would be so much even more in this. But she's just yeah. great putter, just very calm, super great attitude. I mean, I, I'm I'm buying. Yeah, this weekend I'm buying. She's in it. I really yeah. think so. I, I think she's like in a prime spot. Um, next up, we got Angel Yin. So proud uh, of Angel. Angel was three over uh, through her first eight holes today. Bogeyed 14, 16, and 17. No bogeys on her on her first nine. Then then makes the turn. Bogeys two. Three birdies coming in to even it out. She shot 73 today. She is even par for the week. Angel, I, I feel like this year she's growing up as a player before our very eyes. And it's awesome because she's she's someone who from the first time we met her, this was probably well, it was it I first time I met her was at I think at uh Hazeltine, yeah, sounds about right. And I've been a like I'm a lifelong fan. She's just a she's a shot of life every time I see her. Uh, one of those birdies was on number nine, which only yielded nine of them total today. That was that was a great way to her for her to finish her day. And yeah, I just go Angel. She's hitting the shit out of her irons. She's sixth in the field and approach uh, approach play. She's positive strokes gained putting, which that's kind of been her bugaboo during her career. And and I think it's uh yeah, I don't know. I'm buying I'm buying stock in Angel. I think Angel I wouldn't be shocked to see Angel win this thing. My one takeaway, I want to say this, and I don't know if this buys Angel. If you can't hit hybrids here, like you can't win this tournament. Because you just have to be able to hit good hybrids high. that are high and slant soft. And are you know, talking about for the par fives? Are you talking about? I'm talking about like into like you have to hit them off the tee, you had to hit them into 17, you got to hit them into you know, two if you're going to go for that. I mean, there is a bunch of shots out there where hybrid is you know, eight is essential. Like, there's there's not a lot of women hitting four irons or whatever, so like you're you have to be able to control the the flight of those shots. And I that would be my like betting tip is like look at who hits like really good approaches from like 200 yards or 190 yards, whatever. And those are the people who are going to rise to the, the top in this wind or whatever that's coming. That's where I want to see mess with the setup a little bit. Tomorrow. We don't really have those stats, but it'd be nice if we did KVV. <laughs> like, like that's a great point. Prove the, you know, imagine <laughs> like keep the T where it is on, on two or on like six. It doesn't matter. Cause they're going to, you know, you got to lay up in front of the, the cliff anyway, but like, Move the tee up on 14 and see who, like, all right, if you can hit two really good shots in a row, like, you got an eagle putt versus everybody else is kind of grinding for par there, you know? What's what Bailey's had made two eagles, right, in this tournament? That's what's Mm -hmm. kind of helped separate her is that she's been on 18 twice and made eagles like And, like, Angel's in that same category as Bailey as far as, like... I I think one of them was 18, I believe she made eagle on. Uh, There was a a little story I saw that that Beth Ann did, I think, today, Beth Ann Nichols, where... And I think Brand or maybe Brandon, Brandon was talking about it, and it was like Beth Ann was also talking about it on Golf Channel. It was like basically, there's been you know, whatever 150 attempts at making eagle uh, on 18, and only s- I, six or something. It, it's it's six, six yeah. twice. It's okay, six twice. Okay, she birdied 18 six. today, but or Cause, yesterday. Cause I think I think the worst shot on the course right now, and granted, it puts more pressure on the tee shot, but I think the worst shot on the course right now is the second shot on 14. 
Yeah. It's just very mindless. Yep. Like you're just trying to advance it 210 yards. Well, it doesn't away. matter if you miss that fairway because as long as you're not really boned, because right. you, and the whole thing pitching. cants right to left yeah. and you're going to get it up there to the same spot. And it's going to be divot. Everybody kind of, for years we've talked about like, Oh, 14, such a hard par five. Yeah. But it's like a bad par five. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, because it's hard, doesn't make it like great. Everybody's it's a lot less interesting if there's like no chance of getting the there in, yeah. in two. Yeah. 100%. Um, Dottie Ardina. I'm, I'm giving her I'm the Bailey Tardy with Joe Game. <laughs> I'm giving her the Bailey. Actually, Dottie is is she from the 71. Philippines. I yeah. know she shot 71 today. We gotta, you know, just don't yeah. know. I don't know what to say about Dottie. <laughs> we'll get there. You play well with? tomorrow, and we will I Do hand up massive mea culpa. Preen Delacour, 75-70. One of the few that kind of bounced back after you know, a, a bad round one. Maya Stark, T11. Uh, proud to see Maya playing well. I think she's... Did you... Sorry, did you mention Perrine Delacour? I did, just in, in passing. So, so the only thing I want to mention there is she is hitting the shit out of the ball. Her, her shots gained approach is like second in the field. And currently she's 102nd in strokes gained putting. We might have a Perrine Delacour situation on our hands this weekend if she can find the the putter. Perrine Delacour sounds like a character in the French Revolution. <laughs> Maya Stark sounds like a character on Game of Thrones. <laughs> There's all kinds of things we can um, We got Rose. We got to talk Rose. 74-71. Rose Better today. doesn't have Better. her A game, mm -hmm. and I think that was really, really impressive today, what she did. She you know, played her last... A lot like 11 Angel. holes and yeah. three under. Yeah, a lot like Angel's round, you yeah. know? Didn't look good. Made some sloppy, early. sloppy mistakes early mm -hmm. with some wedges in her hands. Like, Bunker City. I mean, she... Bunker City and just like one hopping it over the green spots. She, she could not figure out the... I mean, she hit so many irons short. It was like maddening to watch her Oh, like come up short over and over and over again. I, I just wonder. Spin like, control too. Yeah. If it's, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the cold, if it's just something she's not hitting him clean. I mean, walking with Rose a couple times for the last two days, a little bit. Uh, you, I've been heard more clunky irons than I ever thought that I would ever hear from her. I just wonder if it's like, all right, just need one more day of getting the feels back. And then, you know, if, if it does blow, she could be the one person who could shoot 69 and soar up the board. Uh, Anya. Anya. Hold on real quick before you move off Rose. Yeah. I walked with her uh, on her second nine or, or the actual front nine of the course today, but there's a couple moments. Uh, hopefully this is coming through on the telecast, but there's a couple moments when you're out there looking and watching this group that, that Rose is in, and obviously it's a super superstar featured group, but you're just like, wow. Like I think people are starting to get this, and people are starting to, to realize how special of a talent that she actually is. This is obviously uh, a shot that I took off six green. It shows everybody getting ready and trying to get ahead to watch on seven, seven. Obviously today she did not hit the best uh, wedge in the world. It, she flew it to the back uh, over the green in the back, hit the flag stick on her chip. Everybody thought it was going in. And when you're down there on the bottom, you don't quite realize like, you know, TV never really shows what's going on. This is the shot of, of the hill. And I know you guys can't see this, but everybody watching the live show can. That hill was completely covered. Like people 10, 12, 15 rows deep trying to get a look on it. And it was a massive, massive gallery. 
It's awesome to see. Obviously, a local crowd. A lot of people around here knows who Rose it, who Rosang is, but all the new faces, the kids are out there is like truly special to see. And thank, thank God that the USGA gave her the exemption because theoretically she wouldn't be here, right? Obviously, she got the win a couple months ago, but before that, turning pro, she wouldn't be here. It's nuts to think about where we were at and where we're at to this day. Cody, I want to interject. She actually would be here. She did win the national title. NCAAs, the individual. Oh, yeah. That was very recent. Very, very though, true. Right? Yeah. True. Yep. Cody's reporting that there's an actual team Rose now. I hope that Justin Rose doesn't. All right. So how do we feel? Too. The Rose Buds or what's the other one? The Zang Gang. The Zang Gang? Like no, the to the fandom names. <laughs> I like the Rose Buds. Just Team Rose. I like the Rose team Buds. Rose. Just Team Rose. Fine. Because you can find friendship, camaraderie, community within the Rosebuds. You know, you can be buds within the Rosebuds. Orson Welles shit. Uh, I will say I was poking a little at tea times. Rose and Maya playing together tomorrow. We like that. Uh, Angel is playing with NG. Okay. Nasa and Leona. We like. Uh, Perrine Delacour is playing with Dottie Ardina. I think we can a, tr- a true like we'll figure out something about these people. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have a landlord uh, tenant grouping. Well, yes. Janet Lynn and Rooney. Before we Yen. get there, Anya Donigan, the Irish, you keep DMing. You, you DM, you always DM. That's all you do. <laughs> Irish it up in the DMs. Huh? I don't think I could ever pronounce it correctly for you, for you all. So how do we pronounce this? Uh, Anya, at me, so. Anya Donigan. I know Someone, she's a member at Lynch. I know she's a member at somewhere else around there. There was a there was a group <laughs> of us DMs for that <laughs> who were dying on the Onya Hill, and I kept saying Anya. I think you just have to be confident and say it quick enough to where people Anya. are like, "What he's you know what what they say like, <laughs> Onya." And, and then and then I got people coming at me for the United stuff, saying I'm not taking responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> whatever well, i gotta say though like what is the beef about like she she's playing pretty well she's playing for not great. having this honma driver why are you playing a honma driver yeah, that's yeah. that is a great we'll talk about team rose I, listen, <laughs> out of respect to arnie i'm not going to talk about honma in general but uh that's a good pull obviously <laughs> obviously she's played you know pretty well with this ping driver or whatever this guy guys i think either way uh she's not uh, not trending yeah, she's not going to be on the top Amy of the Yang, leaderboard not much trending longer. Either. She's a plus one. And then, yeah, we got the landlord uh, tenant situation. Can I? So, listen, I missed the whole landlord tenant situation. Could someone please like fill me in on that? Because I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of good jokes. Uh, Jan- well, they're both from China. Okay. And pretty tight knit group about over here. China, <laughs> Randy. And Janet Lynn had an extra place she owned in, in and around Orlando, I believe. Okay. Uh, she's a little bit older okay. and running in who I think goes by Ronnie yeah. might be her nickname. So Captain you can call Ronnie. her Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie came over, obviously needs a place to stay. Janet says, you know, rent my house. Uh, but like there was a plumbing, there, no, a full house, I think. a full house or a full place. I don't know. You yeah, know, whatever. They had some drainage issues, I think on the landscaping side. Of yeah. Things. But there's some drainage issues going yeah. on. Okay. And now Ronnie, you know, they were both in it at KPMG. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, both tied for 11th. It's just. So is there know. some tension there or is it? No, 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 oh. no. but it's, it's a, it's tough when you're, when your landlord knows exactly how much money you make. And 
they can continue to kind of gouge you a little bit but she also yeah. knows that hey she has enough money to probably move out on her own now and True. buy her own place so i, so I can't press raise her it too hard. crazy hard, yeah you know? kind of a psychological battle do you think you have to pay a cleaning fee if she like wins like a bunch of money they should tomorrow like, that should be the that should be the stakes tomorrow they, neither of them played well today 74 for ronnie 77 for janet today they should they should put put like six months rent on the pairing tomorrow I, ronnie's round was kind of bizarre in that she only made two she made 16 pars and two bogeys which you know, a lot of different ways to shoot 74. Uh, I don't know why that kind of impresses me a little bit more than making a ton of because bogeys and Greg, a handful of birdies. Greg Parman. Uh, and she only made one bogey in round one. She's made three bogeys in the tournament. She's making a lot of pars. She's making a ton of pars. And if this turns into a proper U.S. Open, I will say it's, it's good to weird. make pars. It's weird to pebble. There's like there's not a whole lot of doubles out there. You just either make nope birdie par or bogey there's like there's very few doubles and it was the same at the at the men's u.s open the last time they had it here yeah i think yesterday we talked about a quad that was out there we have we well that have was like couple, one of the worst shots ever. right but the, i think they do a really good job of minimizing the damage like they you can you can get out of place here and quickly get it back it's like in small and greens recover. but there's just like a lot of grass right. around the green and so i mean there's a lot of birdie opportunities like if you're smart like it's okay if you make a big number you can recover from it but man we're not even out of the t11s yet and the chef is is like we haven't even cleared appetizers yet man you gotta you gotta get quicker to the past man it's a tasting man you gotta get quick all right minji lee t11 i want to see something tomorrow minji uh charlie hole t11 i think they're playing together they are minji had a bad double on her last hole today Uh, Brooke, I, I'm close to placing a fatwa on Brooke. 75 today, and she's playing slow as fuck. I mean, it's, 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 it's not really good. Bad. It's not good. Uh, Patty T, 75. She she kind of had it going for a while, and then just uh, real quick, made a, a, a mess. Commenter just back. checking stats. You know, obviously we got fact checkers out there. Make yeah. sure we're putting out the the proper information. Yeah. There's been 132 double bogeys or worse. But well, a lot they're, of they're not in the like top 20 factors non-factors yeah how does that compare all right can like i get I some said. can i get some context how like how does that compare to a normal u.s open patrick whatever? we need context you want to be a part of the show yeah. you you like we got tickets I'm, backing I'm, up we gotta I'm get representing these out. <laughs> the live chat they want to be a part of the show come on bring it patty patty birdie five six and seven which is it's a fun stretch to birdie and then just evacuate herself on the back on on the back nine i'm very disappointed lee 676 uh that's solly's girl <laughs> that's kind of funny um <laughs> who else we got so yeah rue 70 today she hasn't done anything in no she hasn't a couple of years yeah. i mean that's i don't know props to her the, for- the, the, the problem we're running into code man if i may for my guy it's like it's it's tough to tell how far back too far back is like all these people could be in it mm-hmm. how far back is too far back plus plus four what's the wing gonna I feel do like tomorrow? plus three might be in it still I, right i think we got plus andrea four lee hannah green lydia bronte um mina mina say what yuka amari avery 77 today for amari avery tough day very tough day yeah. especially on that last stretch. got off to a decent start too right like, yeah she had a double. Double on six. I, I I would say confidently plus five is too far back, but I could see a world in where somebody plus four goes out and shoots sixty nine tomorrow, and 
gets into like the top 15 if if it gets a little nasty and hopefully it's nasty sunday too hopefully it's real nasty uh going way 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 down the leaderboard i do want to shout out gabby ruffles 78 71 this is a gabby ruffles house yeah definitively like like the dog house is a gabby ruffles house (laughs) you know what i gotta i gotta shout out nelly a little bit too i know i was gonna ask you about that didn't really have it um kind of leaked oil a little bit coming in but kept you know kept it under shop she's plus five she's t47 i know that's not in the mix but could have shut it down and could have went away operation shut down Derek bell style showed a little fight for sure i thought she was actually in it when she got to plus two i was like all right she was like she's gonna be and then three kind of real sloppy bogey she's not driving it well yeah she's fifth in strokes gained approach she's just like she can't get off the she cannot having watched her a little bit a lot the first day a little bit today she cannot like find the club face with the driver just it is, is she does not know crazy. where it's going it's it's way right it's you know she's yanking it left it's it's not good um guys we got disappointed in marina alex shot 78 i know that's tough. today i was expecting expecting a lot more from her another person i was expecting a lot more from lynn grant 75 75 Cody, will you apologize? I'm with you. I'm with you. God, it just hit me. We haven't even gotten to the missed cuts yet. How are we going to, Cody, how are we going to deal with this? You snuck in on the number. Sorry, maybe I don't. Uh, Celine snuck in on the number. Again, like we got these ladies shooting 77, 76, 78. No doubles on the card. Just a lot of bogeys. Like 120 doubles is not that many. There's 156 players in the field. I would imagine that. Some of the bottom players are hoovering up doubles. <laughs> Easily. Uh, you know what? Migliaccio. 76, 75. She's freed up. I'd say she's freed up. Glad she has some more time on her schedule now. I mean, she's she right there. Played better than you, she, she played better than you would have expected. Right? Fair. Yeah. Plus can, three today. Can next year, can the USGA hydration stations, can we get some sort of activation with Amelia next year? I, I, like, I, Jordan's I no don't commenting wanna, me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to dump on her. She she seems wonderful. It's it just, <laughs> let's just pick a lane. Pick a lane, do one well. Commit. TC, right? two bad miscuts. They're not sisters, but they're both Kangs, Megan and Danielle. We 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 thought they were dogs. They both shot seventy eight today. Yeah, I gotta own the Megan one. She I guaranteed a top ten from her. Put fifty nugs on her this week. Division funds doing fine, by the way. Bob McIntyre. <laughs> okay, and a lot of okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's tough. I don't think anybody was expecting a whole lot from Danielle Kang this week. I thought, yeah. Uh, Jin Young Ko, 72 today, but too little, too late. 79 yesterday. Not good. Madeline, we got to talk about Madeline. Madeline is frustrating to watch play golf. She just makes some mistakes and hits it in some spots where you're like, like she hit it over the cliff right on number six in round one said madeline we can't be doing that what does she do today she literally hits it into the same spot but it stops a foot away from the cliff's edge like and then she bogeys six out of her last 10 yeah it just is tough no doubles 
Like, you got to hit it a bad shot to hit it off. The she's just God. She or or just like very reckless. She's got to yeah. get out of. She's just got to get out of her own way. I think a tight titicum. Yeah, that's again. Not, that's not that's unbecoming. Like, unbecoming, right? Great summer, Cody. You want to say anything? Seventy-eight today. Yeah, tough seventy-eight. First U.S. U.S. Women's Open. <laughs> she beat a ton of pros. So move on. Cup show. My pick not to win. <laughs> Listen, I, that's on me. <laughs> Normally, the pick not to win is somebody you want to sure. be in the mix. You know, 76-77 for Cup Show. That's not going to get it done. Lexi, birdie free, 79 today. Brooks, Brooke has a fatwa, but not Jennifer Cupco. Go ahead. Oh, and... no, I think Cup Show has a fatwa. Oh, well, no, okay. no, uh, Brooke's working towards a fatwa. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's 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 land this plane. Lastly, anything, anybody, uh, Amy Olsen, 79-77. Props to Amy yeah. for just being out there. So like, please, truly. if you're listening Participation to this, trophy for Amy. I, I had a, a fun idea today after watching a little bit of Amy Olsen. I was like, you know who would offer some really good insight into what it's like to be pregnant uh, as well as Solly's wife. So I was like, Solly, would you see if Hannah would like want to write, like, I cannot believe there's a woman who's seven months pregnant playing in the U.S. Open? Uh, and she wrote a delightful piece for us, uh, which we uh, published on knowingup.com. So check that out. It's, it's very much uh, worth, it's a, it's just a fun, light read of like, are you effing kidding me? Like as a woman who's seven months pregnant, I walked Pebble Beach at seven months pregnant. I cannot imagine having played it uh, in this weather. So. Uh, lastly, Randy, Lilia Vu, 79.82. If you're hurt, Ooh. shut, like if you're injured, shut, shut it down. down. Yeah, please. Yeah, we're not doing anybody any favors. What is the injury? We know. I don't know. Back, back. Back. Okay. Uh, KV, you mentioned writing. We'll we'll transition a little bit here. You ready for the main event? Uh, You're working on a piece. I think it's going to drop early-ish tomorrow on Michelle Wee and her saying goodbye to the the sport. This was her her last round, her last event as a professional. Obviously, missed a cut today. It was about a lot more than golf. Take us out there. You you followed her a while. What 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 was it like? Any anything that stood out to you? I would love to tell you, Big, that it was like this beautiful fairy tale. I gotta say that if I'm being honest, that it was like a little disappointing. You know, it's late. Not and that didn't have anything to do with Michelle. Like I don't think Michelle had any like idea that she she didn't think she was gonna compete here, but she wanted to have. You know, I think it, it was an emotional round for her. She said she was nervous. The fact that it was like so late in the day and so geared towards TV meant that other than like on the first tee, there just wasn't a ton of fans to be around. And then you throw in Annika in the same group who has like retired like three times already. It's a weird energy in terms of like, hey, I get they're not equals. I get that like Annika's the greatest women's player of this era. Michelle represents something very different, but I feel like it would have been a lot just better in general to separate them and have yeah, why let Michelle have her sort of moment. It's mm-hmm. she's right. a lot more relevant to a lot of current sort of girls and, and you know, who maybe got pulled into golf by her. I don't think, you know, look, Annika has inspired people to get in the game. It's certainly maybe an older generation of girls. She's 52 now, you know, Michelle's 33 and it just on 18, it was like a weird energy, like, because it was like, Oh, do we, Give a standing ovation to the both of them. Like, you well, know, and, and can I just jump in? Because mm-hmm. we've heard rumors like, is is Annika like, is this her retirement from the U.S. Open? Like, they Who gave knows? her flat, and that's the thing. 
I don't know if that's on Annika. I don't know if it's on people at the USGA. I, I don't know who needs to kind of put her own in that, that position, right? Like she did she, say afterwards she's she's going to play senior opens in the future. So like USGA in general is going to have opportunities to honor her. She, I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, oh, I'll take another exemption. And look, she's won three US Opens, three US Opens. Like it's not absurd to think about like. Giving her, I mean, what Arnold Palmer played in U.S. Open City was sixty-five. I'm fine so. with her playing. It just doesn't need to be a to-do every time she shows sure. up at U.S. Open. And it's like, it's so like then, Tom Watson. Like sure. Tom Watson won what five British Opens or yeah. six British Opens, and like, like almost won one at sixty-two. Like, let's then like if you're going to compete, show up and compete. Don't be just a ceremonial person that shows up every year to do the ceremonial. Well, it's, 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 a little bit don't, like, don't, you know. Don't kind of steal the limelight today with yeah. like, uh, or is she retiring? Is she not? Like it was confusing watching on television back here. Like the cameras I, didn't know who to cut to. Mike Wan is giving out two bouquets of flowers here. Dan like Hicks to, didn't know like yeah. definitively what was Especially going on. Especially for someone who you didn't even treat well as she was coming up. Yeah. Like there's a backstory there. Yeah. Right. It, it just is file it under things that just turned me off to Annika. Look, I, I don't think you're going to find a lot of Annika fans here in this room and we have our reasons. Maybe they're similar, maybe they're different, but I'll say with the Michelle stuff, it did have some emotional resonance to it. You know, she talked to, she made that last putt, which is really cool. Her and her which husband was were poetic and yeah, kind it was of super, a, it was super poetic yes, and yeah. like struggled with putting all day, <laughs> struggled with putting her whole career. Yeah. She couldn't help but laugh at that. You know, she was kind of teasing her husband. It was like, ah, oh, was the only putt he didn't read all day. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, they were great. He was great. You know, he, I talked to him a little bit afterwards, and he said, I think golf is still going to mean things to her, but there's like a sense of, like, I'm ready for this to be. Seems like be, a, at peace. On. Yeah. And her, her dad was there. He was actually talking to the media, you know, for years. They, dad didn't give any interviews and stuff. And he was like, what a beautiful place for this to end. You know, I think she is so happy in where she is in her life. You know, I think she wants to have, I know she wants to have more kids. She didn't love exactly being an only child growing up. She's got a bunch of dogs that she loves. She just, she wants to continue, yeah, to do the stuff with Mizuho. She, Mm -hmm. she wants to be like an ambassador. She wants to continue to sort of have a place in golf. And that's awesome. And I I think she said she was trying not to cry all day. And it was surreal to her to sort of, be holding that in and, and feel like wow this really is it and yet you could see her like she's still taking notes in her freaking yardage book like on 17 like she's mm-hmm. never gonna pull that out you know again <laughs> yeah. and it's just like it's that's so ingrained into who you are that you cannot turn it off until you finally do then so, meanwhile we have annika like taking a shady drop off of 18t was pretty weird like I, get the fuck yeah. out of that here. ball i was standing right on 18t and i promise you that ball did not cross uh, and, and then like the <laughs> usu officials just like yeah you know like i think that feel like it crossed was just, just drops. He, he was like no no definitely across up here and he was trying to which is know, so fitting for them and to be a, a little bit i guess fair to the usga official it was like this is like it doesn't conceivably, matter conceivably michelle's yeah. like can we just get on yeah. like which like you shouldn't put him in that position it goes back to the pairing right, right. like wait right. why are you doing right. that which was funny though her son will was like why didn't she just hit another one? Like, not gonna make the cut. Just like her own kid is like, <laughs> just tee it up again and bat it down there. Who cares? It's just, it's a, like it's it's an analogy for some of what I feel about her career, but we won't go there. <laughs> not yet. Someday we will. Maybe Sunday. I think we can unpack it a little yeah. bit more Sunday. Um, anyway, this is Michelle. Like, 
Props to Michelle. What, what's what's the thrust? Not to give away the angle here, but but what's kind of the thrust of what you're trying to capture KVV writing wise? Like what what angle do you want to kind of come at? I think that you know it's interesting with like phenoms. You know, Michelle's like in a lot of ways like the first like female golf phenom who just became like so much bigger than you know the the media was exploding at that time like she's 13 14 everyone is predicting all this stuff and the spotlight was so intense and the sort of way that her you know career unfolded isn't what people expected and what people thought but that doesn't make it sort of a failure i think like i'm sure that michelle if she did it all over again might like to do some things differently Like, like learn how to win yeah like learn how to dominate mm-hmm. instead of just always playing up which is sure. which is also admirable like we talked about this at length on the preview podcast it was like just because her record like it's going to get washed out a little bit as she retires and people don't know the context but just because there's you know like not to mention all the injury stuff but mm-hmm. before you even get there of like she she made such an impact yeah beyond just what what her wins were what her major record was or whatever and it's it was to a point where it's like her career doesn't even feel it doesn't she won five times and she won a major doesn't feel like a disappointment yeah i was trying to explain to my daughter a little bit about it today i was like i i wish you could have seen like what a big deal it was when she almost made the cut at the sony she shot 68 and beat like 75 men in that you know that day i'm talking about like ripping cards or how like what it was like to watch her just just 14 year old girl yeah, yeah. but my, my niece is 15 mm-hmm. i i legitimately no offense if you're watching i cannot imagine her going out in a pga tour yeah. event yeah. and almost making the cut and what is like it's a it's also a kind of interesting study in terms of how too many people like want to get their hooks in someone and it just it ends up pulling you in like 20 different directions right like she had one of the most beautiful rhythms and grace about her as a and and they i remember people saying this like if they had just left her alone she might have won like 20 times or she might have or she might have still gotten hurt might have gotten hurt whatever but like the way that they like you know that pushed and pulled her in every direction you know led better like tried to rework her swing and made it more mechanical and then that kind of led to some more injuries and stuff it's to what i was watching highlights of her last night just to kind of remind myself of how beautiful her golf swing was. I mean, it really was like Ernie L's. That's why mm-hmm. they called it the big wheezy. That's right. And what a great nickname that was. And now like to sort of see the kind of like, just she's lost that ability to sort of like have the fluid and some of that's injury, but some of that is like being told hit this position, you need to hit be this more position. Hit the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been like, it's a great unknown of like what might've happened. And I think like she, Michelle to be able to come out of all that with like, kind of domineering parents kind of like these massive expectations you know too much really uh, in pushing her into instead of like oh maybe you'll qualify for the masters maybe if you win the public she so, almost you know, did right <laughs> mm-hmm. which is insane and that, that all of that expectations was so much this is a woman who like found like someone she truly loves and found contentment and didn't like i said how many child prodigies get so screwed up where they become addicts or they you know get sort of bounce out of the game is she like, went and got a degree from yeah, exactly. Stanford. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. degree from Stanford. I actually pulled her aside briefly after a presser and I was like, Can I talk to you about your sweatshirt? Because she designed those sweatshirts. Like you might not like 
the one she was wearing today. But, but it's kind of a beautiful thing. Like she designed that this took this Nike swoosh thing that has been this iconic thing for you and was like, can we add like waves to that? And sort of, I want it to represent like the sort of changing of tides and stuff that what an incredible, like cool thing to be like, take your Stanford degree and sort of help these Nike graphic designers come up with an idea that it tweaks the swoosh, which is like one of the most icon- iconic things that, you know, she designed those shoes that she was wearing today. Like I, I have a lot of admiration for the person that Michelle we evolved into because like there were times in her career when you could tell she was miserable. You could tell that she was sort of, you know, breaking down and it, it just, she became like a really beautiful, mature, like soul in a lot of ways. And I, I have a I, lot of admiration for that. I, I think there's an interesting juxtaposition. She came, she came along right almost at the crest of tiger mania mm-hmm. And to juxtapose, you know, Tiger the Phenom kind of won with the result. And I think Michelle kind of won in the game of life. Yeah. And if you ask me, like, what I would rather do, yeah, I think I would rather win in the game and of life. She seems she? so happy. How old is she? She's 33. She's 33. 33. Like, I, I just, she's, she's got, yeah. You know, she's still got her whole life in front of her. Yeah. It, it's been so nice starting at the media day a couple months ago, kind of talking to her and, and just going back down that road and reminding myself of all that she was and how big of a deal she was. It's it's incredible. Yeah. And to see where she is now and the peace, I think, of yeah. walking away and calling it a career. Yeah, it's it's good. And I think to look at her career without taking in the nuance and context is just a huge mistake. It's yeah. about a lot more than golf. Yeah. She had a cool thing too. She said to people like, what are your roles and what's golf going to be in your life? And she's like, you know what? I'm actually excited to like bring my family to Pebble beach and like have a golf trip. And I want to go to Pinehurst with my husband and my brother-in-laws and like, you know, Michelle's going to go to band. Yeah. She honestly, she was like, I want to go to the old course and play like, she wants to like play golf for like the joy of it now. Like mm-hmm. not, you know, That's all sick. the time, but like, you know, like we play golf, like, Hey, I might, you know what? I haven't played in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go out and play. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. So, uh, we got dinner to do. I think we'll wrap the live show with an interview. I hopped on a little earlier today with Michelle's former caddy, Matthew Galloway. He was really nice. Gave me about 15 minutes of his time. I wanted to ask him about his experiences. So, we're going to roll into that. Uh, it's going to be a great Saturday, guys. I think we're, we're all interested in the weather. We're all interested in, in who's for real and who's not for real. And I think it's going to be a, a really, really good last 36 holes of golf. Amen. Amen. Stoked to get it going. Hopefully the sun comes out. Yeah. Please. So, Coban, roll us into the interview, and then we'll do a brief sign-off after that. Joining us now, Matthew Galloway, uh, Big Break Mexico alumnus. Maybe I should start with that. No, oh. a former uh, former caddy, caddied for Michelle Wee. So obviously, a great person to talk to on this occasion. Her last round as a professional, her last tournament as a professional here at Pebble Beach at the U.S. Women's Open. Uh, Matt, thanks for taking a little bit of time to chat with us tonight. And let's start here. How, when did you and Michelle link up? How long did y'all work together? I, me and Michelle got linked up in end of 2016. I basically worked for her from then on until 
when her wrist like went kaput in 2019 and she kind of shut it down and that was pretty much the end of her that was the end of it there I, I mean I know she still played a little bit as she went on but I wasn't involved after that so what are we talking maybe four parts of five seasons six seasons no it's more like four I think four years four, three four years you know three three full seasons if you, if you put all the events together she actually played you know <laughs> counting the injuries it might be only like two seasons but you know it was a it was a decent chunk of time that we spent together. And I should mention, you were on the bag at the 2018 HSBC Women's World Championship in Singapore, which was Michelle's fifth and final, as you know, yeah. as things have played out, her final LPGA victory. So I guess where I want to start, you know, five victories on the LPGA Tour, the one win at the 2014 U.S. Open, I know you had a chance to listen to our preview pod where where we discussed Michelle and her career and got into a little bit of her legacy. Um, but I guess I, I'd put it to you, a three-pronged question. You know, what did we get right? Maybe more importantly, anything we got wrong uh, from listening to us? And then can you just talk about why Michelle's legacy, in your opinion, it's not so simple just to look up her results page on Wikipedia and determine, you know, good career, bad career, disappointing career, yada, yada. Um, she, she's kind of uni- unique in that regard and, and curious your thoughts on that. A hundred percent. I think you guys, I, I, a friend of mine texted me and was like, they, you guys really knocked it out of the park as far as describing and getting away from like, let's look at the Wikipedia page and look at like, what she really did, her impacts in the game, and then kind of just going through the ebbs and flows of what she kind of went through. I mean, I didn't get involved until the end, but you obviously well documented the injuries and this and that and the other. And it kind of, I would say it, it set her back. And every time there would be this upswing, even when I was working with her, we'd have these upswings and then there would be something that derailed her back with some kind of injury. And it's like the most nuanced little things, but they seem to just kind of plague her a little bit. And, once you get some headway, even in 2018, when she won early in the year, when we won, she was swinging it so good. And just like this nagging wrist injury starts flaring up. And it was just such a frustrating thing to see for how much talent she possesses. And so I think you guys really did a great job highlighting. That's the one thing that really gets me really frustrated about anyone talking about Michelle. They go, oh, she's such an underachiever, wasted talent, this, that, and the other. A lot of the people don't really understand you know, what she went through and how her career kind of arc was. And I think you guys did a great job documenting it and kind of describing, you know, doing her different paths, either playing through the men or playing with the guys and trying to do that and pursue that realm. And then maybe not just being a full LPGA, LPGA player and winning every event or what, I mean, who knows, who, who knows what could have happened, but mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned talent, and I, I was curious, you know, you, you even before Michelle, you you spent some time in and around the LPGA Tour. In terms of, like, pure talent, and, you know, when, when she was right and on top of her game, where would you rank Michelle, at least in terms of people you saw and were familiar with? When things were healthy and going okay. And she had a full capacity to do everything. I mean, it's like top five, top 10, I would say all of all, everyone I've ever seen out there. I think I hadn't, honestly, when I took the job, I hadn't been around her a lot. 
and she calls me and says, Hey, come down to the bears club and we'll, you know, get together and do some, you know, get more comfortable with each other. And it wasn't until then we hadn't been paired together in any tournaments before that. I hadn't really seen her game up close and she starts hitting these chip shots around the greens of bears club. And her short game ability was just like, it blew me away of what she could do. I was like, all right, she's actually really freaking good. And it's, I'm wondering like what's holding her back or what's like, what's not computing here for her, like to playing as well as she can seeing what I'm seeing here today. And I, it was almost the stuff that really impressed me the most is when like she was actually in trouble or like had to hit some kind of shot and out of like around a tree or something was involved or that was hold like, you know, we hit a bad T-ball, you get off line. And the ability to, you know, create shots and be creative and do all that stuff was so impressive. And the ball striking. Which is a natural leading, because I, w- I wanted to ask you what was most impressive about Michelle on the course. And I want to ask off the course as well. And you can take that in any direction y- you choose. The Some of the short game stuff I would see, and then... Like just hitting shots around the greens, you're like, God damn, like that's like that's that's cool. I didn't know there's a like Lydia has this really well known short game and hits a lot of fantastic shots around the green. And I wouldn't say Michelle was there, but like she could hit some shots that a lot of the girls couldn't. And then had ability to move and shape the golf balls a way that other girls couldn't. And then off the course, it's just I mean, honestly, it was just dealing with all the bullshit. There's so much like bullshit you get to deal with this like people and autographs and media and like i you know it comes to a point where i think you just get and i get I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with everyone to take a picture with you or like you know phones going off in your backswing and I, it paranoid me because i'm just like i had my hands up and i was yelling at everybody because it was just like instinctual but it didn't it got to the point where it just didn't bother her and off the course she was just trying to be a normal human and grow up and was, I mean, look at, I mean, I think this is why she's doing this now and walking away. She just wants to be a mother and have a family and pursue business pursuits. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that she's doing this. I mean, I wish she had it more on her terms without injuries kind of forcing it into her hands, but you know, I'm happy to see this direction she's taking her life and she's changed a lot in the last you know, since 2019, even we're still pretty good friends and we text and talk a lot. And her attitude towards a lot of things have shifted, shifted a lot off the golf course. And I'm kind of impressed that she's, you know, becoming more of an outspoken athlete, leader, thought leader, and in all the things of women's golf. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And several people I've talked to when kind of talking about Michelle, I, I would talk about her in a past tense. And they quickly corrected me that, hey, listen, she is going to play a big part in women's golf over the next however many years. You know, she's very involved with the Mizuho tournament at Liberty National. And besides that, is is just, I believe, going to be a wonderful ambassador. I know you 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 really linked up with her when she was in her, what, mid to late 20s. Um, and you talked about a little bit of the evolution that you saw in her. But would, would it surprise you over the next, you know, 10, 20, however many years uh, for Michelle to, to really be involved, stay involved, and continue pushing the women's game forward? If you asked me, like, in 2018 or 2019 or even 2017, I'd probably been like, no, she's going to get retire right off into the sunset, create a family, and, like, golf's the last thing she wants to be involved in. But, like, it's done this, like, almost 180 of, like, what her – 
you know, I'm not saying I'm not speaking for, I can't speak for her opinions, but it's like the person I knew and like the conversation she rehab and then like on the golf course, then now she's like, it's a total 180 of what she's doing. And it's kind of impressive. I'm happy for her. I'm like, please that she's doing it because she has this avenue to be someone in the game of golf that could really be something. And I hope that's what her legacy is going forward after a non-playing side. And people can look past the, you know, results on paper and looking at her as a person and trying to develop. And I mean, I mean, the whole world essentially watched her grow up, you know, through playing golf. And it's kind of, that's kind of, it's a tough position to be in. And I, I think she had a tough time rabbling that to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, for anybody listening to the preview pod, this is I, repeating myself a little bit, but I lived through Michelle Maney. I mean, I was old enough. I, I remember how big of a deal she was and, you know, would tune in when she was in the final group. And But it was still nice to remind myself of, like, as a 14-year-old, she's playing in the Sony Open and damn near making the cut. Matthew, you are a very good player uh to make a joke a very good player in your own right yeah uh have competed on many tours i am not a very good player at all as as everybody knows talk to me about like a a 14 15 16 year old girl competing against grown med and not even like not just competing she had some successes too you know the the 68 at the sony uh the 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 pub links run i mean (laughs) How crazy is that I mean, to that, you? The swing was so good then. It was so like rewatch. I've watched, rewatched that video like her with Sony so many times. You're like, God, that swing was so <laughs> good. And it, um, it, I, I always kind of wondered like what the prodded her to do the the dudes thing. And I think it came up and we we're talking about it one day. And I was kind of like, well, why did you do it? And she was like, well, that's what I grew up in Hawaii and like I didn't have a girls team to play on, so I just played on the boys team that's what like growing up in hawaii is such an insular place and like it's a whole i mean it's as much as it's still part of the u.s it's a very different culture and different lifestyle and that's all she ever knew was playing with guys as a kid and it was kind of like this natural arc and then getting thrust into the national scene and it was a very golf media was very limited and in scope it was like kind of like you had your espns and golf channels and so the story kind of got out quickly and then that's all she ever knew playing with dudes and beating guys there were the girls weren't that good in hawaii it's according to her talent so it's kind of like it, it was her normal progression of things like why couldn't i do this and she just kind of like was just so young and i wouldn't say naive but just is like simple-minded to say like well this is what i've always done why can't i do it do you think she got the i don't know the most joy or the most satisfaction when she was competing against the guys i mean i wasn't around her then i don't know what her mindset was internally i, I mean i think She's always been a person that likes pushing a limit of something It with regards to like just doing something completely different. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff happen. I mean, like we played a tournament one time and she almost won it doing using three different putter grips throughout the rounds, <laughs> um, like tabletop putting. Like she's always done some different way of looking at things. It's always been a different person kind of has this like creative artistic side and just like always wants to like, always even tinker with their golf swing. I think there was a point and everyone likes, likes to rag on Ledbetter and her involvement in this. I think there was a point where Ledbetter, it was a bet, but he basically just paid her money, like to not change her golf swing. 
and everyone kind of wants to, you know, beat down a letter about a lead better about it. But I don't think he ever really, I mean, there was some, who knows, I wasn't there for the early parts, but every time he was involved, it was, it was always very simple. And like, she always liked to tinker with her golf swing and then she's always just trying to be better. So it was kind of like, she's just a different progressive human. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to ask, this is an impossible question. And of course it will just be your opinion, but knowing what we know and knowing how things have gone for her, do you think if, if Michelle or somebody like Michelle, let's say a 10 year old out there today with Michelle's game and, and, and her abilities, how different do you think those next 10 to 15 years of her career would be uh, today in today's environment with NIL, for instance, and, you know, maybe some hindsight knowing what we know, how different would a career look compared to the way Michelle actually did it? It's hard to say. I mean, it's the easy example is pointing at Rose for actually sticking through college as long as she did. Cause NIL probably extended that a year or two more than everyone's kind of like, why haven't you turned pro yet? But I mean, Rose is so accomplished. And I mean, I want to say, I, it's hard to say Michelle wasn't accomplished, but it was just like, she didn't play in college. She just played. She went to pub links when she was like, I forget how old she was 12, 13. I can't remember. Yeah. But like it, it, it's hard to say it, it very well could have been something different and let her develop on her own through a college system. But I don't, and she could have won every NCAA, but it, it's like you guys premise, like she could have just been like a run of the mill LPGA player and no one would ever heard of her. And who knows what that, that art could have been. I think there's a lot of lessons people have learned through her career going forward, as far as, you know, throwing a fair amount of money at someone without really sussing it out and seeing how it really figures out the impact at how contracts are done with the girls for some time after Michelle's impact there. It'll be interesting to see how things are handled for Rose. I'm glad that Michelle and Rose are as connected as they are. So I think Michelle can be a great sounding board for all the things that Rose is going to deal with for the next like forever, basically. Mm -hmm. What's the, uh, maybe we end it here. What's, what's the defining moment? For Michelle, in your opinion, on the course, I should say. On the course, it has to be winning, like actually accomplishing and winning that major. I mean, it's kind of like what she's always worked towards, been so close so many times before that. And then to say she's a major champion, she can hang her hat on that. You know, five LPGA wins could have been, you know, 15, 10 more easily. You know, so many second, third, fourth finishes. So it's kind of... To say rest your heart as, as far as like look at the Wikipedia page and like I won a major championship I can that's forever mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm and as we said I'm I'm so glad it was the U.S. Open too because I just yeah. don't think it it would be quite the same if it was you know yeah, the Evian or a fake major subject but <laughs> yeah it, it's it's the the women it's the U.S. Open it's the highest championship for Americans or for I mean for the ladies really I mean it's such a pinnacle. I mean, even back when she won it, that was the biggest championship. That was the championship. Now, everything, the landscape of majors has changed so much in the last five years, really. They're more elevated, but the top three are. But, I mean, the really back then, like, the U.S. Women's Open was it. That was, like, the biggest one you could win. Mm-hmm. Well, Matthew, uh, really, really appreciate your thoughts. Really appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, we're we're going to have to bring you back at some time to really break down the women's game. But Anytime. appreciate you. Reflecting on Michelle, and um, I know you know this is this is a a melancholy, poignant week for you as well. So uh, appreciate again, appreciate you taking yeah. the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have fun out there in Pebble.
All right. Well, that was uh, my earlier conversation with Matthew Galloway. Guys, Chef TC is in the kitchen preparing dinner. We got a little backed up on our leaderboard service tonight, so we didn't do worst case winner. Jordan, you're going to go down the AMs for us tomorrow. And uh, I think we're just expecting a lot of good golf. NBC, 3 to 9 Eastern tomorrow is the coverage. Codeman, anything else before we get out of here? No, a couple written pieces that we'll have out sometime in the morning, I I assume. Uh, And, yeah, coverage. Excited for a big day of golf. Hopefully, they'll take it deep. I think Condities will be kind of No, not deep. Hopefully, it's carnage. Well, that's really not going to happen. I mean, (laughs) we talked about it's crazy that 700. I mean, the leaders are 700, right? Yeah. Cuts at seven or cut was at six over. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts to spread. Yeah. Excited about uh, round three, though. All right. We appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, and same time tomorrow for us, right uh, following the conclusion of coverage. Yep. And with that, cheers. Good night. We're going to go enjoy some food.